0: Welcome to Tigers in 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, and coaches from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Off the Boards. I am your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me is Matt Babcock, a guy that we had on Two years ago, uh, crazy enough to think that uh, it's been two years since we had him on NBA Draft Analyst for BasketballNews.com, a guy that's been in and around the game for for pretty much his whole life. So we are happy to have him on. Matt, how is everything going?
0: No, nah, it's going well. You know, I just got back from Memphis yesterday and gearing up for, uh, for the upcoming season.
1: Right. So as I mentioned at the top, two years ago we talked uh, for the first time. We did a podcast together um after Memphis's first pro day and looking back like I said that was the 2019 season uh James Wiseman, Precious Achiwa, DJ Jeffries, Damian Ball, um a lot of guys that aren't in Memphis anymore Uh, one of the lone holdovers you know being guys like Lester Quinonez and Malcolm Dandridge so this is a completely different team uh, that you came and watched two years ago um I I guess what what are your first impressions of the 2021 Memphis team?
0: You know, I mean, pretty similar, uh, you know, as far as, you know, my approach to the, the team a couple years ago. I mean, there, there's just so much talent. I, I think uh, the style is going to be a lot different. I mean, that, that team two years ago, I, I was pretty excited about the guards with Damian Baugh and, and Boogie Ellis. And obviously it didn't, didn't work out for either one of them. They're they're both long gone. Um, but, uh, you know, si- similar, I mean, the, the big guys uh, are, are pretty interesting. I mean, Jalen Duran, I mean, I, I felt like I was kind of – you know, watching a uh, mirrored image of, of James Wiseman from the pro day a couple years ago. And they and they did a lot of the same drills. It was sort of funny. I, I had my uh, my iPhone, I was taking some some videos and uh some of the same clips I had of Jalen Duran were pretty much the exact same as James Wiseman a couple years ago, that, you know, blob catches and finishes and whatnot.
1: Yeah, so let let's stay on the topic of Jalen because you mentioned the the similarities to him and James and, and there are some from a from a physical standpoint, but also you know, James seven two. Jalen six eleven. Jalen a little bit more built. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly shocked at, at just how big he is for a seventeen year old. He he looks like a grown man. He carries himself like a grown man already, which is pretty crazy to me. So just staying on that topic of Jalen, and and let's not even talk about on the floor right now. Just how impressed were you with you know how he looked physically when you? I, I know you've seen him before, but just seeing him now. After being in co- college for a month or so, and and I know he continues to work on his body. So, what were the impressions of of seeing him uh, earlier this week?
0: Oh, I mean, he's just he's so impressive physically. I mean, it, you know, for a kid that's still 17 years old, uh, may, maybe the best best physique for a top type, you know, top talent like that that maybe I've ever seen. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. I was sitting with I wrote this in the article I wrote today for Basketball News. I was sitting with Dicky Simpkins, the the former. Uh, former NBA player currently works for the Wizards. And uh, I I joked with him. I was like, Hey, it looks like you out there. And he's like, I did not look like that when I was 17 years old. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I just, I mean, he is, he is a man among boys. And, you know, when I first saw Jalen and and I mentioned this in the article as well, you know, he'd he'd had this reputation of, you know, inconsistent motor, his attitude was a little questionable. And uh, you know, I've watched him this last year, I saw him at Geico nationals, I thought he was tremendous. Uh, really, you know, started to take the the game a lot more seriously and played hard, and uh, you know, he, he seems like he's on the right path. I mean, I, I'm I'm really impressed with him, and uh, you know, we did our first big board for basketball news for for this next year's draft uh, last week, and I have him at number four. And you know, to be completely honest, I, I wasn't real confident with him at at that spot. Uh, I, I thought that it, you know could potentially shake up you know early on in the season. After seeing him in, in Memphis, I, I I think he's. I think he's pretty rock solid. Somebody's going to have to really earn earn his spot to move ahead of him.
1: Yeah, and and you referenced that article a couple of times. If and I'm going to link that um, in the description and then also in the article that re- we write for this because I read it earlier today and I think it was a very comprehensive view of of what you expect from some of the guys that are on the roster and how they project as NBA players, but. Last question on Jalen. You mentioned him, you know, being a little unsure of him and now feeling very confident in him. Um, something something that's kind of weird looking at his game for someone that is so young and reclassified up a year. I feel like he's one of the safest prospects coming into the 2022 draft. After, after watching him, after seeing him, do you kind of agree with that sentiment now that he just proje- – like his long-term projections obviously – very good because he is so young, but just as someone who's going to come in kind of reminds me of Isaiah Stewart, somebody that, you know, is just going to play well, obviously. I think he has more long-term potential, uh, but do you see that as well? Someone who's just a a steady guy that's going to come in and be a contributor regardless.
0: Yeah, I do. I think that's a great way uh, of looking at it. I think he's safe. I think, uh, you know, I mean, I I have no problem putting my neck on the line by saying, Hey, at the the very worst, this guy is going to be a solid starting center in the NBA. And you can't you can't really say that confidently in, in many players. And, um, you know, and I think he's got upside of being, you know, being a top tiered big. Obviously, you know, traditional big men have, have lost quite a bit of value uh, in, in recent years. And I, I think, you know, I, I think that statement and, and that that that, uh, that philosophy is true. However, you can't deny a guy that's capable of producing. And I, I think I think Jalen's good enough to kind of be an exception to that rule. Um, and, and, you know, from a comparison standpoint, he kind of reminds me of somebody, so, you know, I don't think he's gonna be quite Dwight Howard, but he's probably somewhere between Dwight Howard and Emeka Okafor, which, uh, you know, both those guys in their prime, if he's somewhere in between there, that's a pretty dang good player.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and let's move on to Imani Bates. And I love the way. That you summarize this in your article, you know, just, just talking about the expectations that he's carried on him from such a young age. Uh, someone that was tabbed as a generational prospect, I think, when he was 14 or 15 years old. Um, and I guess you can sit back now and debate were the expectations fair, were they unfair? I don't ever think comparing someone to LeBron James is fair, especially when they're 15, 16 years old. And um, over the past year and a half or so, It feels like a lot of national media members have soured on Imani Bates and said you know, that he's not the player that we thought he was going to be and all these different things. But we've been able to see him a couple times uh, in a Memphis uniform now, obviously not in live game action, but in practice settings. And it's like, okay, I I get it. He may not be the next LeBron James, but this kid is really, really, really good. Uh, Memphis wants to use him as a point guard this year. Uh, What are your – immediate thoughts on what Amani can bring to this team next season?
0: I mean, he's a top talent. I mean, you know, does he have some things you can nitpick? Absolutely. I mean, everybody's freaking out about his, uh, his short wingspan, but you know, he's a, he's a six, nine, you know, guard forward point guard. I mean, whatever you want him to do, he's, he's capable. And uh, you know, so I, I I think, I think the, the expectations are probably unfair
1: um but you know i'm expecting him to come in and be be a top player alongside jalen and then something that he's mentioned a few times now since arriving on campus is that he wants to develop as a defender and i think that's one of the you talk about people nitpicking his game i think that's one of those things that's been talked about a lot is is um is what he brings to the floor as a defender right now um but obviously that's something that he wants to work on that's something that Uh, Penny wants to emphasize with him and and as we've seen over the past couple years Penny is one of the best defense defensive coaches uh, in college basketball so what do you see maybe uh, maybe I guess like a ceiling being for Imani Bates as a defender uh, collegiately and then at the next level as well.
0: Well, I mean, one thing I do like about Imani potentially on the defensive end is, is he's he's pretty chippy, you know in, in a good way and sometimes in a bad way. you know I, i've I've seen him kind of let, let the emotions get the best of him at times at, at different high school events. But um, I, I do think that that's an, impor- an important um, you know attribute to have a lot of times to, to be an effective defender is is just to compete and and, and uh, you know get after it. And I, I do think he has that in him. Uh, the the things that are going to hold him back is you know he's not he's not an elite athlete uh, you know he, he's got short arms and, and he's lacking physical strength um, I think the physical strength is something that he could probably address the, the easiest obviously he's not going to stretch out his arms or anything <laughs> but uh, yeah he, he needs to get stronger uh, but I, I do think he has a chance of, of being a decent defender just because he,
1: he is competitive. Absolutely. Um, And I want to ask you something because I know how I felt the first time I walked in and saw this team for the open practice a couple weeks ago. I was honestly floored by their size and their length that they don't look like a collegiate team. Um, And and, I mean, obviously, I, I watched plenty of that 2019 rendition of this team and they were long and athletic and had a ton of guys with size. But this This team is is without a doubt bigger than that team, uh, if you ask me, just from walking out there and just feeling like you're in the land of the Giants. Um, As I mentioned at the top, you've been around a lot of basketball. been around basketball your whole life. Um, Have you ever seen a college team this big, or is is this an anomaly in college basketball?
0: Oh, I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that probably for a little while. Um, and Nobody jumps out, you know, off the top of my head. I mean, yeah, they're definitely big. I mean, Jalen Duran just by himself, you know, I mean, kind of balances it out. Right. I mean, that guy is about as, as good a defensive anchor at the college level as, as you could you could imagine. Uh, and then uh, another guy, Earl Timberlake is, is a you know guard forward. I mean, that, that guy's built like a football player as well. And, you know, talk about a tough kid. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty intrigued with, with Timberlake.
1: Yeah, and, and that is the you know one of the next guys I wanted to ask you about is Earl uh, was somebody that some mock drafts had as a first-round pick coming into last season, um, obviously didn't play much at Miami, suffered the injury, and has kind of been in and out of rehab since then and then had uh, surgery here recently, and, and is finally getting back to 100% and getting into the swing of things. Um, somebody that I think if, you, if you've watched Earl, if you watched the few games that he played at Miami last year, love his defensive upside, love his versatility, uh, love what he can bring to this team because he doesn't have to be the number one guy. He doesn't have to be the star. What are the top things that you're looking for? Because I know you referenced in your article that he's someone that you're going to keep an eye on this year. What are the things that you're looking for from Earl this year? Yeah,
0: you know, I mean, you know, most guys that that are, are top talents coming into college, I, I have usually seen at least once, uh, you know, different high school events or whatever. And um, you know, for whatever reason, with with Earl, I I I never seen him. And then you know, with the pandemic, you know, I didn't travel around quite as much as as I usually do in in, in recent years. And right, um, yeah. You know, so my my first time seeing him was at the pro day, and we had discussed him before we did our first big board a week ago, and we're expecting him to be a guy that we put in. I just didn't feel comfortable enough yet. And, and I would rather um, you know, get some criticism for leaving a guy off because I don't know him well enough rather than putting him in just because I'm copying some other scout. And so um, with Earl, I think the big thing for, for, for me is I just need to get more comfortable with him. Uh, I, I would like to see him shoot the ball uh, from what I understand his, his injury with his shoulder uh, did affect his shooting a little bit. So I like to see him put it in the hole uh, at least at a decent rate. Uh, and obviously I'd like to see him stay healthy.
1: Yeah, for sure, and and he's somebody that I actually saw. I think it was his junior year of high school in Hoover, Alabama, at an Adidas event. And well, actually, no, I take that back. It wasn't Adidas event. I think it was Peach Jam. I don't know, Matt. We go to too many events to where I don't remember where I'm at. But <laughs> I know he was somebody that when I walked in, I was like, that that kid should be playing linebacker right now. So he is very physically built. Um, and and since then, obviously, has you know gotten bigger and is in better shape. Than he was two or three years ago at this point, but moving along, uh, I want to talk about DeAndre Williams, a guy that you know is is uh, an elder statesman, if you will, has been around the game for quite a while, and you know a lot of people when it comes to age and and NBA status, they they say you know if you're if you're past a certain age, you're not going to get drafted, you're not going to be an NBA player, and uh, it, it definitely hurts DeAndre. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna cut around the point there that you know his age. Uh, doesn't hurt him because it does, but uh, I think I think you like DeAndre. I know a lot of people like the way he plays. Um, is he somebody that you think could could eventually be an NBA prospect despite his age?
0: Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't expect him to be drafted. I mean, if he has just a monster year, I, I wouldn't be shocked uh, by it. Uh, actually, one of my uh, one of my colleagues, Derek Murray, he watched him last year a couple times, and, and he was really high on him. Uh, I could see him being you know, two way contract type player, exhibit 10. Um, I, I think, I think he's got a shot the, the age definitely hurts him. And yeah. you know, he's had, the, he's had the weird journey up to this point. I mean, I understand he had you know great problems and injury problems and, you know, hasn't really played a whole lot, even though he's, he's older. Uh, and so I, I'm interested to watch him more this year. Right.
1: And I got a couple more guys that I want to talk to you about, um, as far as guys that are returning and then going to rapid fire a couple freshmen at you. Um, but Lester is if you're a Memphis fan, he's one of your favorite players on the team. You can't help but love the way that he plays. He really adopted kind of that Memphis mentality that he doesn't care if he scores. He'll go rebound the ball. He'll play defense. He'll pass the ball. He's such a good teammate. You referenced him as a glue guy. I think that's, you know, we've been calling him that for quite a while now because you can't watch him and, and not call him that. So, um, not I mean, we don't necessarily have to talk to, about him as an NBA prospect but just, what what do you like about lester's game because i know you you raved about him a little bit in your article
0: yeah you know he does he does a lot of little things you know and, you know like you said he, he's a glue guy I, I think he's got a chance to play in the nba as a as a complimentary player i mean i i think role players uh, that that find find themselves in the right right place the right time i mean I, you know I, I sometimes find find a lot of success and he, he could be be in that mold um, you know, I think him continuing to develop as an outside shooter is key. I mean, from what I see is he shot the ball pretty well last year. I'd like to see him continue to do that. Um, but, you know, another guy, you know, the, the many of the, the Tiger players that we're going to keep, keep track on.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then moving along to Landers Nolley, a very polarizing player, especially I'd assume in NBA draft circles. But I know as far as Memphis fans as well because he felt like a guy that had a lot of empty calories last year. Um, you know, he would have games where he would explode for 25-plus points and games where he would disappear, uh, questionable shot selection at times. Um, but, I, you know, from from seeing him a couple weeks ago, it just felt like he had a different a different aura about him that he had, you know, kind of, kind of fixed those things and realized, like, I don't have to be the guy on this team. I don't have to be selfish. Like, I'm going to play better if I humble myself and become a team player. What 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 did you see from Landers Nolly and and what do you like about his game?
0: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the big thing with Landers is, is consistency and, and, and you know coming to the realization that he's probably not going to be a primetime NBA player. He needs to be more of a specialist and and complementary player. I mean, he really really has a nice stroke. He's got a very quick release with with deep range. Um, you know, Virginia Tech. I, I watched him quite a bit, and um, you know when he was when he was hitting shots. I mean, there's a lot of times he's the best player on the floor, but he he just didn't do it consistently. Uh, you know what I what I saw at the pro day that that uh, gave me some promise is he, he seems like he's maturing. Uh, did not show his uh, his quick trigger as much as he did in the in the past. Uh, I think he's got to stay with that. And if he if he can learn, you know, to, to play the right way and take good shots and really utilize his his skills as a shooter, uh, I, I I do think he has a good good chance playing in the NBA.
1: Absolutely, and then I mean honestly, just from from what I've seen so far. Um, yeah, everybody wants to talk about Amani and Jalen, and, and rightfully so. I mean, they're, they're future lottery picks, maybe even top five picks. Um, so it's obvious why people want to talk about them. But Josh Minot is a guy that was a little unheralded coming out of high school, but definitely uh, put on some size. He looks he looks to be 6'10 or so. I, I mean, I think he's listed at 6'7, but I, I say no way. Um, but was very impressive, uh, still can handle the ball very well, despite adding size, uh, still finishes around the rim very, very nicely. Um, is this a guy that you could see being an NBA prospect pretty quickly?
0: You know, I mean, I would need to see more. I, I did see him. I, I can't remember which event it was, but I did see him in high school, uh, and I remember thinking highly of him. And, uh, you know, he's got he's got some, some nice athleticism and length, Uh, You know, guys like that have a chance. He just, you know, probably needs to add more to his game. And I I need some more time with him to to evaluate him properly. For sure.
1: Uh, And then the other two freshmen that that, uh, have stood out and that have had a lot of people talking are Jonathan Lawson and John Camden. What did you see from them earlier this week?
0: Yeah. I mean, they both, they both like look like nice prospects, kind of the same, same story. I just, I, I needed some more time. Obviously I, you know, there so many players to watch at, 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 you know, at a pro day with with a team like this. And um, you know, my, my eyes were set on, on, on Bates and Duran and, and Timberlake. I, uh, I probably didn't give those guys quite enough attention as I probably should have, but uh, you know, I, I'll have plenty of time to watch them. Like, I, I think
1: for sure. And then, and then kind of rounding it out just as a team. Um with so much talent, with guys like Jalen and Amani, and uh, returning guys like Lester and DeAndre, that bring that leadership. Uh, I guess, I guess, what do you see this team being this year? How good do you think Memphis can be this year uh, with some of the some of the guys that they added and the guys that they're bringing back?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how Penny puts it together. I mean, they, they clearly have a lot of talent. I mean, pr- probably just as much raw talent as, as anybody in the country. Um, it, it just you know, there's some question marks. I mean, I, I know they're talking about playing Amani at point guard. Uh, I, I haven't seen him do that in the past. Uh, I, you know, I he definitely has the skill set to, to make some stuff happen. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see them execute those plans.
1: I got you, well, Matt. I want to let you get out of here. Uh, we appreciate it so much for. You joining us, head over to basketballnews.com and check out all the great content that they have going on around there. As Matt said, uh, he wrote an article recapping his visit to Memphis, going to the Grizzlies game. That got shut down a little early, uh, coming to Pro Day over this past week. And um, obviously Memphis, uh, people in the city of Memphis love being shouted out. So you guys are going to enjoy that article. Like I said, I will link it um, and everything that this podcast is in uh and matt we appreciate it so much man have a good one hey thanks you too thank you for listening to this episode of tigers and 20 off the boards if you enjoyed this episode we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever
0: you download your podcasts if you're interested in daily content all about the university of memphis athletic program please hop over to www.gotigers247.com articles are published daily then you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP experience for even more behind the scenes information.